What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. Welcome to another episode. Thank you for joining us. Super excited to be here today once more with my super co-host and friend, Kevin Jimeno. What's up? How you doing? I am doing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we got Jessica Peterson with us today. Thank you so much, Jessica, for uh, taking the time to be here. Well, I'm honored to be here. I'm really excited, especially I have no idea what you're going to ask. So this will be fun, raw, and real, right? <laughs> yes, totally. That's the whole point, right? Let's just be real and speak truth. Mm-hmm. Jessica, why don't you share with myself and the rest of the listeners that aren't familiar and don't have the relationship that you and Anna have and tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and how'd you get there and a little bit about your story. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, my story started back in 1994. I really date myself, right? <laughs> you can actually say it started before that, but I started my career in the mortgage banking um, financial arena in 1994. And then fast forward in 2011, I launched a company and worked with mortgage, real estate, insurance professionals, service-related professionals, where I come in and I teach them how to wow their customers. And I love doing that. It's all about, you know, it's all about the relationships. And I have a whole formula on how to do that. So fast forward, I now have my real estate license in Florida. And I'm building a community of real estate agents um, across the U.S. and working on internationally. And we call ourselves WOW Power Players. So we're on a mission to WOW one person every day. And my dream is to have 1,000 out there. And that's going to be 365,000 lives impacted every year. That's awesome. Very cool. Let me ask you, did you always uh, have this, have you always been so clear about your goals and what you wanted or that this happened through, obviously, um, as you walked your journey? It's as I walked my journey. So back in 1994, I love numbers. I still do. And I thought my whole path was going to be the mortgage banking financial. And then it's continuously evolved. And sometimes, I mean, after a two-decade career in the mortgage banking financial, I mean, that's a long time, right? So it was really scary to step out and to really go what my purpose and calling was. It was scary. It was. You mean you didn't wake up knowing what you wanted to do, exactly how you wanted to do it and how your life was going to end up? That's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) I think so, so many people, they feel like this pressure, especially when I meet like young hustlers and young entrepreneurs, they feel like this pressure that like, I need to get this right. This decision needs to be the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then some people think this is my career forever, forever, right? Well, you've got to listen to those messages and it's never too late. I remember I remember my mom in her 40s went to college and started pursuing her dream, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Now, let me ask you a question. In switching career paths like you have, was your confidence ever jaded? Was there some insecure moments there? Tell us a little bit about the mindset throughout those transitions. Mm -hmm. 
probably not at the beginning because I knew this was my purpose, my calling, and it was going to make a difference what I wanted to do. Now, throughout the journey, of course, you have some days you're like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? You know what I mean? You always have a little bit of those doubts. Those doubts, though, they only save me for a couple seconds. And I'm, you know, they just come out of the middle of nowhere. And we all have the power to control our thoughts. That's, that's, one thing that we can control, you know, I'll, I'll never forget a gentleman said, there's only three things you can control. And one of your thoughts, everything else we can't control. Yeah, that is so true. Now, um, how you, you mentioned, you knew your purpose, you knew, you know, how did you get to that point? At which point in my career life do you want to know about? Well, right no, now I mean, knowing, identifying what your purpose was and your calling. I mean, so oh. many people, right? Like we talk about, like, I just don't know what my purpose is or um, my, why. my why. And so mm-hmm. um, I can say that it took me a while. In my case, it was just uh, really looking within, right? And so um, identifying that, but it takes work. Like what it, like what? took you to get there? So, so I, I've discovered, I actually wrote about my book, Create a Wild Life, that, you know, think about when you had your best day. That's an indication of your purpose and calling. And all of us really should be looking at our childhood. What did we love to do as a child? I'm noticing a correlation with people's purposes and dreams. I thought this was totally normal. I know you've heard this, Anna Maria, where I spoke about all my dolls were independent women. I don't know why looking back. They all were volunteers, had careers mapped out, how much money they made, when they worked, when they got raises. I thought that was normal, right? So it's no surprise. Fast forward, I've written seven books and a planner. And, um, you know, so it's no surprise. So it definitely is always a part of your calling. And then I love numbers. They skipped me in math several years. And I just, I love numbers. They're, They're fun to me. Yeah. You know that that is so true, how our childhood um, can also help us define like our why or our purpose. I can remember uh, with my girlfriends, (laughs) we would literally record ourselves dancing and talking and, you know, it's no coincidence that today, like I love camera. (laughs) Out of of the shots. (laughs) They can't get me out of... Facebook and IG. No, but it's so true. What about you, Kev? Um, I, I grew up saying I wasn't going to be like my father, who was an accountant working late nights doing numbers. I was saying that it was not going to be my role. I was not going to go down that. I felt like he was a slave to his career and, and his passion he like you like like your mother went entrepreneur and independent at 44 years old so he was the you know the, the immigrant story of getting here to this country not knowing english learning starting bookkeeping and working his way up until 44 years old he was able to go independent but i saw him put in the long hours and and to get our family ahead and i said to myself i wasn't ever going to do it then I think like in my late 20s, as I was in it, dealing with numbers, but on the mortgage side like yourself and and working late nights. And I remember that moment where I said, how did I end up like my father when I said I wasn't going to be it? So I wasn't clear right from the beginning. In fact, I was trying to fight it. Yeah. 
So I want to know what you loved to do as a kid. It was sports. I was just a big sports head. I was 100% into baseball. That was my main sport. And, and football was, and soccer were my other sports that I played. But baseball was my life until about 15 years old. And then I discovered crushes on women. And then... <laughs> And then that was, that was the end that, of sports. That, that, that <laughs> affected my baseball career. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So we are so powerful, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Kevin, what you do today, because I'm sure there's a correlation. Okay, so we're going to play this Wait, game. Wait, yeah, we'll, so, we'll so we're, we're interviewing you now. Go ahead. We'll, we'll go down the road. Yes. Um, so now I own my own mortgage lending company where we lend private money for people that want to fix and flip houses. And then we also do traditional lending through the broker model for people that are buying their houses to live in. So that's our, that's our main revenue source. How are you going to tie that together? Oh, I see. Well, I mean, I know we don't have time and I didn't mean to put you on the spot. So um, there's so many different ways to tie it in. The first thing that came to my mind is with sports, there's teamwork, right? So you built this whole teamwork environment. And then in sports, it's all about winning. And you're like, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to go big or go home, right? And so anyhow, and also it's creating strategies because when it comes to, you said private money, right? Yeah. Private money is all about strategies, formula, systems, which is all part of the sports too. Yeah, no, I can see how that transcends for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Those skill set definitely helped me today. Yeah. Absolutely. I just had a real estate agent join my team. He played pro um, baseball. And so his motto is, you know, hitting the um, home runs on the field and in real estate. So that's awesome. Fun. I love how this just happened. <laughs> I've always thought because you hear some of the thought leaders out there talk about pick your passion and I can't sit here and say that numbers are my passion. I just am good at it. I think more, I'm more passionate about being able to make something that's scary and complicated um, a little bit more clear for the average everyday person that doesn't do it every day. And I, and I enjoy that part of the process. And numbers and mortgages and lending is just the tool that I use to accomplish that. But, um, but I've always had a little thing there where people are like, just pick your passion and run with it because I would have never picked mortgages as my passion. Or even real estate, to be honest with you. But what I'm hearing, yeah, but your passion, it's, I guess that's a great point because passion is not necessarily the thing, but it's the emotions and the action that's within your passion, right? That you can take that with you and implement into something else. Yeah. And I've had these conversations with a lot of people. I'm not sure how you feel about that, Jessica, where they're so caught up in trying to take what they really enjoy. And trying to figure out how to make that into a business, which I'm not saying is right or wrong, but it doesn't, in my case, when I look back and the successes that I've had, it's not necessarily something I would would have ever identified early on as a passion. I never was passionate about real estate or I wasn't passionate about financing or, or even numbers like you were. 
but I ended up there and striving in it. So there is, in my opinion, ways to take a passion in something that maybe you're not passionate about and turn it into something that turns out to a career that you enjoy. It gives you the fulfillment. Yeah. And, And I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes there's messages around us. It may not be exactly what we thought. It's just a path how to get there. So for you, it's all the strategy. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not not here to go deep into it, but maybe you thought sports was complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bill you. I'm going to bill you. No. So you you see like, um, you know, sports may have been complicated to you at one time. You may, and you may not even remember. It may have been a moment you thought, okay, there has to be an easy, clearer path. So then the mortgage you just happened to fall into, this is complicated. Let's make it easy. Let's make it simple. So there's always a correlation, just like Karen Dice, who runs Mortgage Girlfriends. Um, she said as a kid, she loved to collect the butterflies and everything. So well, how does that lead to her running this you know, mortgage girlfriends? Well, it's the same essential you know, alignment. She's gathering women together and she's teaching them to you know, fly and soar and be these beautiful butterflies in life. So everything has some sort of correlation, yeah, right? This is why I love talking to you all the time. Because <laughs> it goes down crazy fast. <laughs> you mentioned you wrote seven books and a planner. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. The journey on that. Well, it all started with social media and then people's purpose. Um, my latest ones is Create a Wow Life, which I'm super excited about. And then I wrote with Christine Beckwith Styles um, a safety book for business women, which my goal and mission was to save one life. And we saved three this past year. So awesome. um, I'm that I'm just so happy and so grateful uh, to contribute in a small way out there and create a wildlife. I'm really excited. People keep writing in and saying, you know, this changed my life. Um, you know, I've read your book two or three times. It's really about finding that inspiration. And it's also about um, productivity because I talk about in there, you guys want a little sneak peek. I know Anna Marie has read it. Actually, Anna Marie, you tell us what some of your favorite parts and I think Kevin would like something I'm going to share. No, but don't put me on the spot because I haven't finished the book. Uh, Remember I told you I was stuck on my vision board, which I actually did finish, but now I've been reading pitch anything. So I need to go back and (laughs) the beginning. And that's my fault. So yeah. Yes. Not a good idea. Tell us. (laughs) I said, stop my book and you got to go to this book um, at that point in time in your life. So, uh, so create a wildlife. After my husband was in ICU, I wrote Create the Perfect Day and Create a Wildlife is an updated version. And I realized at that moment that life is so precious. Why are we all screwing around? You know, why are we wasting time? One of my friends, uh, he's amazing. He said 30 seconds a day over a year is over three hours. So if you can just say 30 seconds a day, you're gifting yourself three hours. So then I had the aha moment. It's not anything, you know, that hard mathematically. If you just take an hour a day, times 365 days out of the year, what do we get? 365, right? (laughs) Divided by the traditional 40-hour work week, you get nine weeks. So if we can all save one hour in our day, then we're gifting ourselves nine weeks of time off. And the book also dives in the balance because I say that so many people, especially real estate, mortgage, service professionals, they feel like a hamster on the wheel, coffee in hand, hair on fire, chasing the next deal, and then they have a squirrel moment, right? So... Um, I, I, Kevin's laughing. Um, I've been there before 
And I want to stop that. I want to, you know, see this whole movement of people that actually have that balance. And, and it's, it's like a car. If you get a flat tire, you don't go very far. So each tire in our car represents a part of our life. And if you're low in one, we're not going to excel. Yeah. What's your opinion on people that are great closers, they are performing with their hair on fire, but they do suffer from overwhelming and, but they're making money. They're, you know, in, in some aspects they're excelling. You know, I don't know them that deep enough to give my opinions on their personal life, but I know I work with a lot of producers and, and performers that are on that running around hair on fire, but they're making money. And their mm-hmm. personal life maybe, or other areas are. Could be. Oh, there's so many different, oh, this could be a whole long conversation. So it could be a combination of things. I've met some people who hustle and work that hard because they're really running away from a feeling, an emotion or a part in their life. And I'll never forget a friend of mine, his buddy came to him, he had a lot of money. And he said, I'm not wealthy, you are. He's like, I don't have love, you know? So if you don't have the love and the health and other different areas, what good does all that money do or bring? to you. And some people, unfortunately, somewhere in their life, they got hooked or addicted or their brain got wired to live on that addiction of running around like crazy. So to rewire that and to stop that can be challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jess, um, just sort of going back to what you were saying earlier, um, if you don't mind, you mentioned a challenge, which I'd love to hear how um, you overcame that. And it was your husband being in the ICU. Um, what did you learn through that? How did you uh, confront and, and, and build the courage to be where you're at today? Well, I just knew, again, it was my purpose and calling to see people because we never imagined, you know, our lives has changed overnight, right? You know, and when you're faced with something like that, you realize how precious life is. We don't know, you know, we're gifted the time today. How are we investing it? So there's a difference between investing and spending, right? So each of us, like, I'm grateful for the time that you guys are gifting for me and for others out there with this information, right? So I just don't like seeing people wasting time. I mean, it's so precious. And then my TEDx talk I gave, um, I discovered one of the top regrets of the people dying and it wasn't staying in touch of people in relationships. I don't want to see people have regrets. We're always going to have some regrets. Let's, let's keep it to a minimum though. Okay. and, And this is a little bit personal, but were you suffering with maybe thoughts of regrets when your husband was going through that situation and you were patiently waiting? Not at that moment. Later on, it did with my coach. My coach um, shared with me, you can no longer trade time for dollars. And I set up my whole life around that. And I never, it never really hit super hard. I mean, I started going on a path of bringing in some money while sleeping, but it hit me really hard because I was coaching real estate mortgage and she said, you can't sit there in the hospital and be coaching people all day. They don't even allow you in ICU to have that. So what am I going to do? So my word for this year is teamwork. I can't do it alone. And my motto is make money while I sleep and make an impact. Awesome. So um, I can't imagine I like that, that experience. Yeah. Though. Well, that's got to be. Yeah. I mean, talking about that, like we just had Kobe, right? Um, 
Yeah. You just never know life. You know, we have today. And as my, uh, my spiritual coach tells me all the time is, you know, where are your hands? They're right here. Right. So keep yourself in the present right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% of the things we worry really never happen. Right. And so, um, I just, I personally believe that the gift of today, um, it's the best gift. You know, we, tomorrow is not promised. And so being able to stay in today and being present and, and receiving the blessings and being a blessing to others. Um, Which is part of what you were sharing and tell us a little bit more about now the group of realtors that are trying to impact and, and, and change a life daily. Is that, is that yes. tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. So it doesn't have to be fancy. So someone came to me and said, does this mean you're going to take everyone on yacht rides? No, it could be the little things. I mean, I have, I have a friend who a celebrity, I will never say his name out of respect, but he said a smile changed his life one day. It could just be the little things. I've written cards to people and grown men have even started crying. My husband's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so it could just be the little, little things you never know. I had a woman the other day wrote me a card. And I think you guys will really like this for confident closers. Um, A woman wrote me a card years later and she said, you said something that changed my life. And I want to say thank you for it. And it was years ago. And I looked at her and I asked her the question, why not you? So I just spoke a week and a half ago and this woman said it changed her life. All night and that morning, she kept saying, why not me? Why not me? Her business source, because I got three deals in, I have confidence now, right? So my question to everyone listening is why not you? And you definitely have that power, I got to say. Kevin doesn't know, but it is through my relationship with Jessica, right, that uh, the first time we met, uh, actually, we met at 2020 Vision in Tampa for the conference. And uh, it was with her that we came up with Confident Closers. And it was like, yeah. (laughs) We got a founder in the house. (laughs) Yeah, so you definitely have that gift of just seeing the gift in each person and just bringing out and just creating I'm, an impactful brand. Like I, that really, you know, once you said that, I was like, OMG. And yeah. I had been working. I mean, you know, I started with In Touch Chic and trying to figure out, you know, work with women, be able to encourage and... Uh, the evolution. Yeah, it was like the whole... But it never really hit me that, you know confidence is something that I've chosen to tap Mm -hmm. into even when I have been the most fearful and insecure perhaps and it's something that without me even consciously being aware I portray that but people don't know right like the challenges and so Mm -hmm. yeah this is just perfect now I got I'm curious Jessica oh I'm sorry go ahead no no I want to hear what you're going to say there's people probably listening to this episode right now that are curious that you're building a team of real estate agents so that through teamwork, money's being made while you sleep, which is what you mm-hmm. just shared. Is that, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Yes. Is that accurate? Now, yes. tied to that, because so many people might have a business plan and a model and an idea, and they're so focused in that. You've added a layer to that business, which really doesn't off, I guess, jump. You're not saying, well, how does 
making sure you're impacting someone daily go hand in hand with the business side of things. So if you can bring all that together because so many people are trapped in the, let me follow the one, two, three of the business plan and not thinking kind of how you're approaching it. I love business planning. And I challenge every person out there to think, well, what if you wake up and you no longer want to work? What if you get in a car accident? What if someone you love gets hurt? Have you set up money to keep coming in to support you? I just spoke with a gentleman, super successful, and he had the high life. And then he got hurt in an accident and he said, went to flat broke overnight. Yeah, 100%. And then adding the layer of impacting someone's Mm -hmm. life every day and you're now training your team to feel the same way. How did that even go hand in hand when it comes to business? Like, how how is that going to translate to money for someone that might be listening? So there's a couple different ways. So I have actually several different um, sources of income. I'm I'm a planner. I love planning. So (laughs) I set up several different sources. And if anybody ever wants to know more, I'm happy to share more. So as far as the real estate side, I am part of a company called eXp Realty. And I love the model. Uh, They took away the franchise owner who makes a lot of the money. And we all, you know, come together and share in revenue. I absolutely love that model. So there are months that if I don't want to work, I still get revenue in from the real estate, which is really exciting. When I was in high school, I was homecoming princess and I resigned because I said, we're all equal human beings. And so they didn't know what to do. I'm like, well, I don't know, pick runner up or whatever. I'm not really quite sure, <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't even ask to be on the list, right? And so with that being said, I, I love that equal movement. We all come together. The other part of it that's just launching this year is the Wow Power Players and local communities. So I've, you know, got different people in different industries. We all come together. We meet once a month and we all share connections, referrals, uplift one another. And we all take a pledge to wow one person every single day in our community. I'm, I say keep it simple. That's why I own the company Simply Wow Agency. Keep it simple. Wow people, your business and you. The simple formula. I used to have like over 90 trainings. I got it pared way down, right? <laughs> Just to keep it simple because sometimes we can easily complicate things, right? Yeah. I've been and, there. Yeah, no. And I love that you're sharing, you know, you're, just shared so the teamwork right and I think that having the right players and having the right team around you um, really helps you identify or you know or or tap into not just the business side right but how you want it because again we're entrepreneurs and I keep going back to this right you have the freedom to create uh, your life um, around your career as well. And so, you know, having this sort of groups and or the leaders. Vision. It sounds, it's, what I'm getting from it is that that vision, that motto, that, that battle cry is building the team that is actually then generating the ultimate goal from what the business plan is built for. Absolutely. So we got the income sharing in real estate. We also got the income in the community getting together for the wild power players. So it's, it's setting up those different avenues. And you said something, Maria, that really hit me hard. Um, I feel inclined to anyone listening. When you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, I'm not saying every real estate professional, every professional out there is a wow power player. I have my values. So I challenge every single person listening. Do you have your list of values? And only collaborate and have teamwork with people who share the same vision and have the same values. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, a, that's key to really enjoying what you're doing and, and, and focusing more on the person in front of you that you're serving yep. and on your personal goals and the dollars, right? Um, what, so. what happens when you meet with someone that is not in line, but it's an opportunity for financial gain, but they may not be a good client or a good team member. What's what, what, how do you approach that? And then how do you have build the confidence to be able to execute on whatever you feel is the right thing to do in that moment? That's a great, I, I, that's a great question. And I have encountered that. I just had it happen twice. So I looked at one woman and I said, Hey, look, I'm not the right fit for you, but I know who is. So a lot of people call me the connector out there. I love connecting people. So I connected her with the right one. I had just someone else come to me and I said, I don't know if we're the right fit. Let's we, we need to look into this further. What are your needs and, you know, wants and everything else? So, you know. You don't shy away from denying somebody? No. Nope. Not at all. And I'm assuming um, that has a lot to do with having clarity, right, on your goals mm-hmm. and um, your values and the type of lifestyle that you want to create around you in every single area. Mm-hmm. Yep. T- and time's so short, right? Right. So we have just a limited amount of time. How are you investing it? You don't want to invest it and have them also invest it with you the wrong way. It'd be like a bad investment out there and you lose money. It's I think the it. thing also of what I just heard you say, and I think it helps with having the confidence of rejecting that opportunity, whether it be a client or a team member, is you're not looking at it from no thank you get out of here. You're looking at it from, I may not be the right person for you, but there may be someone else that I know that will. So even in rejection and in denying that doesn't work for you, you're connecting them with someone that might be a better fit for them. So Mm -hmm. naturally it's not hard to be in that position if no matter what you're looking to serve. It's like they say in sales and I hear all the time, right? Um, if you don't have the solution, if you can't do it, it's not just you saying no, but who can I put you in contact with sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's about yep. the, the well-being of the client or the person in front of us and actually caring, um, not focus. And I think that goes down to not focusing on your pocket all the time uh, because a lot of people, and I think that this is a challenge because of the fear, right? Sometimes, um, and I think, I know I have in the past where you, um, you actually accept a relationship or a business transaction or, you know, because of the monetary gain or whatever gain is there, but you, you're not okay with yourself because you know, you're budging. You sold out. Yeah. And to your, you're sold yourself out sort of thing. Yep. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. Just recently I referred out um, over 14 real estate deals and I'll match them up with the right agents. Um, it doesn't mean I'm always the right fit. Yeah. I can serve you. Is it going to be the best? Am I going to be the best for you? No, because I don't have the time needed to dedicate for you. And people are just shocked, right? Yeah. That's awesome. 100%. Jessica, I'm so glad I got to connect with you today. 
<laughs> you as well. So what else would you guys like to know? I don't know how much time. See, I don't have my timer in front of me. I wanted to give you guys time. I mean, if you can talk a little bit about um, some of the challenges that we see as uh, women professionals, right? Whether it's in our industry or any industry for that matter, um, who have to close, whether it's on a deal, on a transaction, on a meeting, on an opportunity, um, but who fear and are, you know, fear their worth or the outcome, um, you know, what would you advise as far as um, just tapping into their confidence and um, what are some of the tips maybe that you can give to? be able to have that awareness to set aside the negative emotions and have that, take that leap of faith. I think it really comes down to why do you have the fear and really addressing that and then coming up with a solution. So there's so many different things. For example, um, some people have a fear, believe it or not, I just learned of communicating. You know, we don't know what to say or how to communicate with somebody. Have you ever met someone you think you hit it off and then next thing you know, they hired someone else. You're like, what happened? I'm so excited. I think I connected you with a gentleman. Um, let's go hero. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go hero.com. Yeah, it's, it's a 60 second test that you can take and figure out how to communicate with each other, right? Yeah. So that's just, that's just one way to go ahead and, you know, fix that. Um, another one, I, I actually had a fear of speaking. I kept getting all these speaking engagements. I wasn't even asking for it and I feel blessed and I had a fear, right? So I had a fear of it. I actually went to therapy once for it. <laughs> I'm like, please help me. And I never go, to, never go to therapy. I'm like, I really need help. And it did help me. And what actually really helped me was when one of my business partners said, um, Jessica, quit being selfish. And I said, what do you mean? He said, by you thinking, what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if I do the wrong thing? All you're thinking about is you. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's another way to eliminate fear. So some people may make it all about them. And we've got to realize it's not all about you. Um, in my planner and in, in one of my books, I wrote, by you not doing this, what good is not going to be created? Yeah. Right? By and you I love that. I love that you're talking about that, um, that specific, you know, and I just lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> I got a question. Go actually. ahead. It sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've achieved early on a lot of different things. You were homecoming queen, you were in books, you had successful careers in the mortgage industry. Now you're coaching. Now you went into the real estate agent side and building this team. Have you ever, someone who's achieved a lot in different aspects, have you ever felt, to, to piggyback off your earlier question, a challenge being a woman in any of these different situations? Do you think it, it's different for you? Or has your mindset never really looked at it that way? I've never really looked at it that way. The only time I've observed it a little bit is if you'll see a company or a firm advertising and you see a whole bunch of just one um, sex. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, why don't, why don't we have diversification, right? Um, so, for example, I saw a big law firm, all these men, which is fine. I'm thinking there's not one female, like not, not one. It's not, you know. But is I've it never motivating heard. for you when you see certain groups that are all male-focused? Do you kind of get that? 
that Mamba mentality now that everybody's talking about Kobe. Like, I'm going to break in there. I'm going to be the woman that can make a difference there. No, I've never really looked at it. I mean, I look at it as we're all pretty equal. Um, I love diversity and we can all learn from each other. I'm always learning. I love to learn. So you're immune to the whole male, female energies in business. You've just done your thing and, and never really let it even affect you. Nope, never have. But I was also a tomboy growing up too, you know. <laughs> so I mean, a tomboy it, playing with dolls. <laughs> I, I would go play with my dolls and I'd go outside and play with all the boys and be rough. I think there was a one moment in my life I'm like, wait a second, I was in a uh, mini skirt and I jumped the fence and it ripped off. I think that was the only time I really noticed like, wait a second, they're not wearing skirts. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Okay. I remember what I was going to say. So you were talking about, you know, your coach told you or the specific person on stop mm-hmm. being selfish because right. We're so focused on ourselves. And for me, honestly, one of the things that Uh, has helped me really overcome my fears and insecurities and allowed me to tap into my confidence and and to love myself for who I am and so forth. It's been that, right? Like, it's not about me. Like, I'm, you know, God has got me. Like, at that, you know, my faith. And so I know that. And once I got out of myself and and stopped focusing on how I'm going to look, what am I going to say, you know, uh, because I'm so fearful of being judged or not saying the right thing or not delivering the right message, but rather started focusing on the people. Mm-hmm. Um, confidence was something that, you know, I automatically uh, tapped into. And then today, mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, I just don't care. I know that I'm not everybody's favorite cookie and I'm not meant to. None of us are, right? There's mm-hmm. enough for everybody. And so, you know, it all boils down to awareness. Yes, awareness and I met, set you free. <laughs> yes, and I met a woman who was so paranoid what everybody thought of her and her life was all around that. And it was such a sad thing to watch because again, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Yeah, I love that. Got anything else? Mm-hmm. All right. So can, can, I, can I add one thing for Kevin? I think Kevin might find this really fascinating. One thing. So just so you know, I didn't have the best upbringing. I remember in high school, they, I, I share this when I speak, they came to my sister and I, and I don't know if my sister remembers this, but they came and said, we have a special program. We had to pick five kids who have the worst lives and you are two of the five. Wow. And I remember thinking, well, first of all, I knew I didn't have the best life. So now you're confirming and telling me I have one of the worst. Well, that kind of sucks. right? (laughs) You know, you don't really know. Um, So have I always had it easy? No, no. And and why do you think or at any point did that moment ever affect your confidence later on in the road, down the road? Did you have to overcome that impact? That didn't really affect my confidence. What I do remember is sitting with the therapist at school and we had to talk, always talk, talk, talk about our issues. And I remember thinking, why can't we talk about what good we can do? Why are we talking about all the negative? Why are we not talking about the good we can do in the future? Um, That had a really impactful moment in my life. Yeah. That's awesome that you um, share that. No, you don't. And so many people tragically take a moment like that and and 
you know, create that victim mentality where it's, Mm -hmm. well, I've had such a hard past and, you know, I've never gotten a fair shot and, and, and it kind of limits them from going out there, making moves, seeing opportunity, closing deals, closing on opportunities. And it seems like you've been immune to a lot of things. You've not let being a woman stop you. You've not let your past stop you. You've never at all let a lot of these things hold you down. Mm-mm. We all have a choice. Right. And I, I love that. I am so happy that we're finally doing this podcast and bringing, you know, women like yourself, women with different walks, because I was a victim of life, you know, till I turned 25, I believe, or 26. But until then, um, I can, and that's why I think I'm so compassionate because I can definitely relate to a lot of people in pain because I've been there and I've been through so many different things. Um, and it's, and it's amazing to see how, you know, each person's, I guess, um, foundation or way they've been brought up or their qualities, right, that they're born with or uh, advantages in some way, I guess, um, how different, right, you, are, you, you approached your challenges versus me, right? Being a victim at that time in life, right? So uh, I think this is so powerful. Well, like um, she said, she looked at it as a choice. Yeah. And you made a choice for a while and she made a choice. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think if we can all walk away from listening to this, realizing that every situation, we have a choice on how to process it and how we're going to take that and, and run with it. Absolutely. That's what I got from today's conversation. Awesome. Well, yep. thank you for having me. You guys rock. Thank you. And now before we let you go, uh, yes. how would you define confidence? Ooh, confidence where it gives you the courage to achieve what you really desire and want. And how do you find confidence? You've got to go deep within and find out why you don't and then come up with a solution. It's kind of like going on a scavenger hunt right? Going on that journey and discovering it and you'll find it. You'll find the gym. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You just got to eliminate the distractions to be able to go on that scavenger hunt. Yeah. Internal, by the way, an internal scavenger (laughs) scavenger hunt. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Jessica, how can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about what you're doing, if they want to get their hands on the books? Great question. So if you go to Amazon, you can see a list of my books right there under Jessica Peterson. Although there's a famous romance author named Jessica Peterson, that's not me. So full disclaimer. I say no romance writing. (laughs) No, I I have no gift in writing that. Um, So yeah, so you can go ahead and find me there, simplywowagency.com. Or you can always find me on your favorite social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. People always find me as Jessica Peterson Wow on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love having you on the show that we created together. Uh, well, that pretty much you came up with it. And I was like, yes, that's it. 
It's been a fun journey. It has been, and we have so much more to do. So I'm really excited. Thank you for taking the time. I know you have a really busy schedule and this is time with the family, but um, I really appreciate it. And uh, just super excited uh, to hear any comments from our listeners, if they do have any in regards to um, what was spoken. And we'd love to hear also from you if you get any personal uh, DMs or messages in regards to the show. I think that'd be amazing. Um, That's about it, right? Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Confident Closers. We hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today. Not tomorrow, not someday. Now is the time. Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.